Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. All right, Sharon, here we are again. NCANA meeting in lovely Wilmington. Wilmington, yeah. You it know, is stunning outside. I was just talking to John Fetcho, and he told me that it was snowing in Chicago. Four inches they got. Crazy. He said it's the first time he has ever remembered it snowing on Halloween. Whew. And then is we, that an omen of things to come? Well, they say we're going to have a tough winter. And, you know, down here in Wilmington, it was extremely windy. And they canceled his flight last oh, night. Wow. And they flew him into Raleigh. He got there at midnight. <laughs> and then he had to rent a car and drive to Wilmington, which is not a bad drive. It's a couple no, hours. No. But still, he didn't get in until 2 o'clock this morning. Yeah. Well, well, I think we've got another great show lined up here, and today we've got with us Miss Kathy Briggs. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, having me. We've known Kathy for a long time, and uh, Kathy is the historian of the North Carolina Association of Nurse Anesthetists, so we're going to talk about some of the history of the North Carolina Association today. How did you get this title, Kathy? What, what, how, did you, how did you get interested in this, and how did it come about, or did somebody force this on you, a.k.a. Sharon Pierce? A.k.a. Sharon Pierce would be a good answer. <laughs> I've always been interested in history. Even when I was in, in high school, I was really interested in North Carolina history. Of course, I didn't know anything about nurse anesthetists then, but it didn't take me too long to find out. And then when I graduated from anesthesia school in 1971, and these historic people were running our association mm-hmm. Bella Nelson oh yes and Barbara Bond mm-hmm. and those people that you looked up to those historic people and you're thinking you're in awe of all that they've done Bella was president of the National Association AANA and so you look up to them and you think gosh could I ever aspire to be that great number one and number two Somebody needs to write this down or we're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. Somebody Absolutely. needs to know where we have gone before. Right. I'm hoping yeah. that all other states will find their own Kathy Briggs after yeah. this and get a, a historian. Well, we thought at the time that Kathy was going to retire. 
Well, and she just right. keeps, she's like the ever ready bunny. But I have got a piece of news, and I, Jeremy doesn't know this. Tomorrow at the business meeting in North Carolina, she is being awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award from wow. the NCAA. Quite an, quite an honor. That is. Very humble. Uh, and well deserved. Very humble. So well we deserved. have got a Lifetime Achiever. That's awesome. <laughs> right Wonderful. Here. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That means a lot. So we talk about history a lot. We, we, you know, we have the historical series within our podcast. But what are some of the important things that we can learn from our history, Kathy? Well, how can you go forward if you don't know where you've been? Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, you have to know the battles that have been fought to get you where you are today. And you have to have learned from those battles so that you don't repeat those same mistakes, Mm -hmm. which we did nationally one time. We lost a huge legal battle Mm -hmm. and we learned from it so that when we went back into it again, we did not take those little arrows with us. So you have to know where you've been. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think the students, especially the millennials, they don't get that. They'll get no. it. They'll get it in another ten years. Well, it goes back to what you both know is that this is a very cyclical industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, it you know, is. and they really haven't seen that downturn. They weren't right. around when Nurse Anesthes made twenty thousand dollars a year. No. You know, they're around in the good times, and you know, I always say, I mean, good times aren't always here to stay. Right. Right. You know, it, it's a great profession. But things are going to change. Yeah, they will. And I remember the first 20 years that I worked, five years would be mediocre. And then everybody would be short. You could get work anywhere. Mm-hmm. Pick up extra work anywhere. Mm-hmm. Do anything you wanted to do. Go anywhere. Make any salary. You know, and then leveled off again. And it was mm-hmm. like a five-year cycle there. Mm-hmm. And that all ceased when people started working for themselves, stopped being employed by physicians stopped being employed by hospitals and so that cycle stopped and then of course with the doctoral program there's a, a big huge drop in output of CRNA so now everybody's short everybody needs right. help and so we should be recovering from that drop it's been years since three years since we started that so we should be recovering but yet I see people right. having 16 vacancies in one hospital mm-hmm. 12 in another yep. so we aren't producing fast enough yeah well, we're well, retiring. And we're retiring. And we're retiring know, I mean, at a faster rate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, 50% of all CRNAs are going to retire in the next 10 years. Yeah. So that is it's, a um, frightening statistic. It is, it is a frightening statistic. You know, but if it makes it any better, the average anesthesiologist is 55 years yeah. old. So about and they're going to the retire. At the same rate. They're going to retire right. a little faster. A little faster, maybe. 80% of their population is over the age of 45. It is not 80%. that way in the uh, ANA. So. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a lot of millennials. Yeah. So how strong is this association in North Carolina? I know it's in the top five in numbers of nurse anesthetists in the country, but talk to us about the strength of this North Carolina association. This association has been strong for many, many years. We've had more national presidents than any other state and we continue and we're sitting with one yeah, we're sitting with one and we continue <laughs> to send people into the national arena and so that's what we need to keep those millennials involved so we can keep this going this state association is very very strong and when the call goes out for us to come to the legislature or for whatever it's needed the CRNAs in this state respond yeah they do 
Well, talk about some of the legal battles that North Carolina has faced. I know that you have done a lot of research and a, a yeah, lot of look back. A lot, yeah, in 2005 was probably our biggest legal battle. And we spent the most time and the most money and the most grassroots effort, I think, in that year. The last two years, we've had the combined bill with the other advanced nursing practice. And we spent a lot of time on it, but we had not spent the time grassroots right. that we did in 2005. I mean, in 2005, I remember being on vacation at the beach when the health care committee met right. on a Tuesday, and I drove back that Tuesday morning from the beach to go to that committee meeting. I remember going, you know, rearranging my time so that I could go to Raleigh when the health care committee met, and I left one morning in a blinding rainstorm and drove to Raleigh for that committee and then came back and took a 16-hour call because this is what we needed right. to do. Right. We needed to be there, and we were there. Actually, that at that particular time, that bill was heard three times in the health care committee, the same bill, three, three times, times, and mm-hmm. that's the only bill in the state legislature that's ever been heard three times. That's correct, and we did make great effort, and we did come out on top. We did not lose our battle, even though we never got what we really wanted was the not supervision, but right. we never got it. We still had the collaboration in there. Well, they didn't get what they, they wanted. They didn't get what they wanted either, so we considered that a victory. Right. It was a victory. Absolutely. <laughs> we worked very hard on all of that. Well, let's talk about some of the advertising campaigns that have been done in North Carolina to educate the public about who we are and what we do. Well, one of the biggest ones was all that grassroots effort in in Raleigh in 2005 because until that time, legislatures probably really didn't know who nurses Mm -hmm. and nurses were. But after that, they all knew. They all know now. Yeah, they all knew who we were. And if you call up one of them now and say you're a nurse and nurses, they know who you are. Mm -hmm. We did uh, tremendous, uh, we did radio ads. Mm -hmm. We did flyers for the buses in Raleigh. We did that. And, but we never got the marker down on Jones Street. I still want that right. marker on Jones Street. Well, I think if anybody's <laughs> going to get it. You're going to get it, Kathy. I, think, I have no I doubt. Think I still think that it. needs to be there. <laughs> and billboards. We've done we, radio yeah. ads, movie ads. Wow. Yeah. And I, I and one of Yeah. And one of the things that I, that I think is most important is the business that went on in Charlotte last year between uh, American Anesthesiology and Atrium, Atrium, what is now Atrium. You know, there was all this big ads and radio and on billboards in Charlotte and friends of mine in Charlotte would call me and say, they aren't saying anything about the nurse anesthetist. (laughs) And I said, it's because we're doing the work. We're in there working while they're out there fighting. Mm -hmm. And so I think that people who know who nurse anesthetists are realized that. Well, yeah. so I good. think that was yeah. a really a good thing. That's yeah. really good. What's interesting is I just saw an article from the CEO of Atrium, and now that they have changed their anesthesia delivery models, they have saved $20 million over eight hospitals in less than a year. Wow. Wow. Changing their anesthesia delivery models. Wow. 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 The most subsidized department in the, the hospital. Well, we can't get a lot of recent data because the ASAs quit putting it out. But the right. last data I saw in two thousand, well, in two thousand five, almost a hundred percent of all hospitals were subsidizing the anesthesia department. Two thousand and eleven, for every anesthesiologist that a hospital had, they subsidized one hundred sixty thousand dollars per ologist. Wow! Wow! 
Yeah. And wow. how much do they subsidize for CRNAs? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah. CRNAs are profitable. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Kathy, who are some of the, the folks that have influenced the history of the NCAA the most, you think? I think starting with Sandy Goulet and uh, Nancy mm-hmm. Brune-Marie, definitely those yeah. two, because they have continued even after they served their time as state presidents and served their time as AANA presidents, they have continued to be involved, they've continued to be active, they've continued to speak, and they've continued to teach. Mm-hmm. So I think those two, their influence will live on forever. Yeah. Prior to them, probably Vela Nelson was one mm-hmm. of the most, She and uh, Pat Fleming. Pat Fleming from Greensboro right. had... You know, she had a very good legacy after she left as president of the AANA. Helen Voss. Helen Voss, yeah, who was the director of the Baptist Mm -hmm. School. She left a a very large legacy, too. We've got a lot of... A lot of big shoes to fill, absolutely, (laughs) Um, in North Carolina. And, you know, Wake Forest has had six national presidents. You went to Wake Forest, I too. Did. You're an alumni from Wake Forest. There's something in the water over there. There is. Yeah. <laughs> and I do find it interesting that as the new, new people come into my department to work, I've had two doctoral students from Duke this year. We've had uh, doctoral students from Raleigh. And, of course, I still get them, my Wake students. But the two doctoral students from Duke do not know anywhere near about the state association or the national association of what I knew coming out of school. Right. They just are not exposed to it. Well. And so there's a lesson for us to learn there that we need to step into those schools and give some, some talks and encourage them, like Nancy needs to go over and talk to them about the being a member of right. the AANA, like she talked this morning. Yeah. Well, some people think that the reason that is is the COA took out that, history had to be Mm -hmm. taught it's not on the exam anymore and so a lot of people exactly well that's a large reason why we started the historical series and we're hoping that schools will pick it up and put it on their blackboard canvas whatever their online Mm -hmm. learning medium is so that the students have to listen to it and hear some of this history yeah but yeah. it's like Sandy says, yeah, your rear view mirror is smaller than your windshield, but you still need to be able to look, look out, into of, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of that rear view mirror. Yeah. Exactly. See where you've been. Well, let's talk about our anesthesia schools. How many are there in North Carolina? Seven. Six. 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 There yeah. used to be seven. There used to be seven. There's because seven. that was, okay. Yeah. So now we have six. So we have a lot of students here at this. We do. We have um, a lot of students here. And we have, what, t- over 200, 200 students, students at this meeting, at this meeting yeah, alone. Absolutely. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the students, like you said, they just, don't, they just don't get the historical piece of this. And I think that's why what we're doing, Sharon, is so important right now. Oh, I agree. And yeah. our analytics show that our people that listen to us, 70% of the people that listen to us are between 23 and 34 years of age. That's good. Yeah. Only 7% of people that are over 45 <laughs> listen We're to us. We're working on that group. I have, I have, yeah, I've listened to a lot of them. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard them all, but I've heard most of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and some of those analytics are a little murky in this industry trying to get, you know, the actual numbers, numbers but that right. is a big number. It's like trying to get the numbers of the AAs. You just can't quite. Right. Get right. Can't get your handle on right. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about collaboration with other advanced 
nursing folks in the state. Has well, there been a lot of that? Yeah, there has been in the last couple of years. You know, we had had the bill two years ago that we didn't get out of the legislature. We have another one that we're not getting out yet, but we're still working on it. The teachers stepped in and took all the time, and then they had to redo the Medicare for North Carolina, so mm-hmm. that took all the legislative time, so we didn't get our bill heard. But that bill is with the advanced practice uh, other advanced practice nurses, and so it's a joint. It's a joint. We bill. have a pretty so good relationship. We, we with have the a real good relationship with the nursing board and the other advanced practice nursing, and we're probably one of the few states. Yes. Who do. Well, I mm-hmm. credit that Joanne Stevens, absolutely, our mm-hmm. lobbyist. Mm-hmm. She lobbied for so many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She lobbied for the Board of Nursing and the Nurses Association, and it had not been a great relationship the, prior, prior to, to that. that. It had not, and I know now there are lobbyists. Patrick Ballantyne is lobbying for the State mm-hmm. Nurses Association too. So and so we that's do a good have thing. A mm-hmm. great relationship great relationship how do you think we can encourage srnas as we continue to talk about this and that group that zero to five out group that really aren't as active as their predecessors how can we encourage them to one be active be members but also understand where you came from i think that in my department that i get a lot of respect from where i came from because those people come in and they see they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed when they first got out of school, what they've got to face mm-hmm. today. I've got six cases, and they're all class fours. And I'm like, well, you know, just do this one, and we'll worry about the next one when it gets here. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just you have to get them focused, number one. They don't focus as easily. But they will come to me and ask me questions about last week we had a patient who was alpha-gal allergic, and nobody knew what that was. We had a lecture on it. I don't know what that is. We had had a lecture on it this morning. (laughs) They've been bitten by a tick, and they are allergic to meat, Uh but there are a number of things they can't take, Hmm. and anaphylactically. And so we didn't know what that was, and so everybody was in there Googling on the computer, you know, and getting what it was, and one of the girls turned around and said, 30 years ago, when we didn't have Google, what would we have done? (laughs) And I said, you would have looked it up in the freaking book. <laughs> because that's what we did. We looked it up in the book. Yes. She said, oh. You know, but they, so I do get respect from them at work. But as a generation thing, I think what we have to do is we have to expose them to it. I think maybe they're not exposed to it enough mm-hmm. because they're so involved in getting their routine and being out of school and getting that paycheck and spending time with their family because they haven't for two or three years. Yeah. And they just are not being exposed to it enough in those first few years. So you have to encourage them. Are you going to the meeting? That's right. Have you Mentorship. joined? Have you voted? And I, I myself took a number of them to the computer and made them sit down and vote. That's great. For the state and for the for the national because they weren't going to do it otherwise mm. and i saw that okay come on you're going to vote you're going to vote now and i didn't tell them who to vote for i just said you have to do it we need to clone yeah. kathy no you just <laughs> yeah you just need to encourage people to do right it. but you're great at encouraging people to get involved and to stay involved and i mean listen listen folks who are listening out there kathy every event that we have she will be there until the lights come up. She'll be there at the pack event tomorrow night, and she'll be the last one out the door. She'll be the first one there. She's got 
more energy than I've ever even <laughs> thought about having. And it's contagious. I mean, you're a great role model. Um, well, thank you and for that. it's just I have, absolutely I have a, contagious. Somewhere between 20 and 30, I've lost count of how many nurses that I have actually mentored through it. So you just go talk to them into going and gotten them through, and they're out working today. That's so awesome. I'm proud of that figure. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy yeah. doesn't know this, but whenever we shot the video, The Best Kept Secret in Healthcare, we did some of the shooting at her facility. She was chief anesthetist oh, at okay. the time. So whenever that. we get there with the crew and everybody in place to start shooting, that anesthesiologist Which they said, all knew about ahead of time. They yes, okay They okay Administration it. and anesthesiologist. And she yeah. did everything, and then they said, no, you're not going to do it. And she went, and she got in their face, and she said, every CRNA here is going to walk out. So you can make your decision. And she just smiled pretty at the end. And they go, okay, come on in. <laughs> we got it done. <laughs> we got it done. Hi, everyone. This is Jeremy. You've heard the promos about Our Hearts, Your Hands, founded by Sharon's good friend, Jackie Rolls. It is a charitable organization that supports global nurse anesthetists from low and middle income countries by providing educational scholarships and grant money for books and equipment. Sharon and I are committed to supporting this organization. They're currently seeking donations to send African nurse anesthetists to the first Pan-African Nurse Anesthetist Conference in Kenya, June 11th through the 13th. $1,000 will cover registration, travel, and food for one delegate. You can make a difference in the access to safe anesthesia care in Africa. Support your colleagues through your tax deduction donation. Any amount will be appreciated. See the link in our show notes to donate. Well, tell us about some of the progress that has been made on Jones Street. Oh, yeah. We made a lot of progress on John mm-hmm. Street. A lot of it's due to Sharon. <laughs> well, I don't know that. It's a it's a team effort. It is a team effort, and it does take all of us going down there and, and getting to know our legislatures. And, you know, we had a, in, in 2005, we had a little luncheon in High Point's secret little luncheon. Didn't tell the anesthesiologist about it. The nurse and nurses all met, invited our two legislatures to come in and have, have dinner with us. And they really knew nothing about nurse and nurses until that point. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they learned a lot that night. Yeah. yeah. And they went back to Jones Street and shared it. Yeah. Well, you know, Patrick, our lobbyist, used to be a state senator. And I've asked him repeatedly why he was not with CRNAs years ago before Before that. Beforehand. (laughs) And he said, nobody had ever come to talk to me until I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they didn't know. Yeah. He said, You don't know what you don't know. He said, The only side I ever heard from was Mm -hmm. the other side. Right. Right. And I believed him until you stepped in my door, mm-hmm. and I tell him I showed him the lights, um, and then <laughs> yeah. he understood. Right. But, so we've made it a very concerted effort. You've been involved with the key contact list. Every legislator in North Carolina has a CRNA who is their key contact, right. and she's played a huge part in that over the years. When did the North Carolina Association actually start? When did do you, do you know the year? I should. It's on our logo. <coughs> it is on our logo. Um, AANA was 31, one. and we're just a few years Baptist after that. Baptist was 41. I think the state, I mean, the start of the Baptist school in 41, and I think the state was about the same time. Okay. We'll have to look and that I'll up. I'll have to look that up. I it's don't on know. our logo. I don't know right off the top of my head. I can tell you who our first uh, 
representative to AANA was, and it was Evelyn Ault out of Raleigh. Really? Raleigh, Durham. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that name. And, but 1941. I don't, I, yeah, I knew it was close. Okay. 1941. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 10 years after the AANA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Group you of just, nine nurse yeah. anesthetists. Mm-hmm. And one of them was out of Thomasville. Met in Raleigh. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think I have her picture, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure it's her. I can't get anybody to tell me who the who the girl is in the picture. You know, you, you spoke about Barbara Bunn, who I call my anesthesia uh-huh. anesthesia mom. And last year, Kathy gave a lecture at the state meeting about our history and had some old pictures and Miss Bunn passed away on Christmas Day and they gave me a dress that she had in her closet and it's in one of the pictures that oh, you showed yeah. at the meeting last year. Yeah. I, she I, had worn it to the national. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Wow. Yeah. How about that? So we've got six anesthesia schools here mm-hmm. and Duke I believe was the first one in the state if I remember correctly. That is correct. That is correct. And then Wake was second. Right. Mm-hmm. And then okay. Duke closed for a period of time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, was this during all the the turmoil? That Sandy spoke yeah, of that Sandy this always talks yes. about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mary Campbell was head of that anesthesia school there, and and she retired, and the anesthesiologist closed the school, mm. and then they uh, reopened it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Years later, when the shortage occurred, <laughs> they needed they some needed help. It. When yeah, they when needed they needed the some help. help. <laughs> exactly. Well, you have done so much, Kathy, but. What would you have done if you couldn't have been a CRNA? Well, I say, and I tell them frequently at work, I think I'm going to go work at the zoo because the animals don't talk back. <laughs> you do work I at I thought the, anesthetized yeah. people didn't talk back either. No, so. they don't, but the surgeons do. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> healthcare is a zoo. I think <laughs> healthcare is a zoo. I probably oh. would have been a detective. Oh. Oh, because her and Steve Munn together. I because, I, because I always want to know why. That, that's mm. got to be your favorite mm. word. Mm-hmm. Yep. I always wonder why. Why you, we do you know this? what? It drives me crazy, though. My kids do that all the time. Why? Uh-huh. Why? I said, don't ask me why. Just because. Is I this, said so. That's it, why. It's a sign of intelligence <laughs> when your children ask you why. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were just trying to be a smart man. No. It's not <laughs> intelligent. They are yours. <laughs> why? Oh, there you go. They're serious. They're not mine. <laughs> uh, well, don't yeah. we wish that every state had a Kathy Briggs? Absolutely. Oh, I if, don't know. Every state that doesn't have one needs to find one. Yes. Absolutely. You do a great yeah. job, Kathy. Well, thank you for that. And congratulations thank you. Thank on you. all your thank success. You. And understand you will be getting uh, an award coming up. That yeah, is absolutely wonderful. That, yeah. and Every state needs a historian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That could be a, a project, Sharon. Yeah. For, to get every other state. Listen, I did what I was. <laughs> I, I, got, I got Kathy to do it in North Carolina. Just every uh, other state needs to have somebody. Kathy, um, anything you want to, as we kind of wrap up here, leave our listeners with or anything you want to get across? To well, them? I'd love to tell the students to get involved. Stay involved. Yeah. Don't put it by the wayside. Just do it. Yeah. Why? because it makes a huge difference in the future of your profession but why because if you don't stay involved then who's going to who's going to do it if you don't do it we can continue this you know but but why (laughs) (laughs) and you ask where your kids get this from yeah really (laughs) oh but you're right i mean the students do need to be involved and obviously there's a an issue there that we yeah. need to get we to the bottom to, of because they are yeah. the future. Yeah, they are well, the future. And I, before we 
totally wrap up. I spoke to the Wake Forest students a few weeks ago, and I asked them the question, you, you are the group that we're trying to appeal to, and what is it? And one of the students said, I don't know what value it is to me. Yep. And I don't... It took you by surprise. Well, it did. It did take me by surprise. And so we're not getting the message across exactly what Sandy says all the time. Without the AANA, there would not be nurse anesthetists. With, without without those, those people who have gone before That's us, right. there wouldn't be a place for us. And I don't know how to repackage well, goes, that. But it goes back to what I say all the time. Fear. <laughs> we, are, we are not explaining to them what could happen on a personal level how it mm-hmm. can relate to them personally. Right. That's true. And that's where the issue is coming in. And the ASA has done a wonderful job doing that. The anesthesiologists do a great job doing that. That's why their pack is bigger. That's why they're more active. That's why 15,000 of them were just at the meeting and there's only, what, 35,000 in the whole country. You know, not withstanding the fact that CRNAs were given the anesthesia while they were gone. But, right, but right. you know, still and yet, we do a really bad job of saying, okay, well, if the ANA wasn't there, like you said, there wouldn't be nurse anesthetists, or they wouldn't be around like they are today. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, that $170,000 W-2 salary that, you, that you're going to get when you come out of school, well, what if you spent three years in your DMP program, came out with $240,000 in debt, and you only made $90,000? Or, or is, it, is it worth yeah. is it worth paying your dues to have someone advocate on your behalf if you're not going to advocate? I don't know. That's what you got to think about. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so. the value. Too bad you weren't there to tell him. What it it the is the value. value. It, it is really the value. is. I mean, you know, and I, and I can see that as a complete outsider. Yeah, what, what, what are the dues? Are they 600 bucks or something? 645 something. Yeah. Like and it dawned, it dawned on know. me at a meeting in 1989. I can tell you exactly where I was sitting in the, in the room when Susie Brewer got up, and she was the mm. pack chair. Oh, yes. She got up, and she said, she gave her a little spill, and she said, is your practice worth a dollar a day for somebody to advocate for you? Mm. That was all she needed to say to me. Yeah. A dollar a day. A dollar a day. You yeah. know, I saw a Susie whenever I went in as AANA president. I hadn't seen her in years, and I looked out, and I thought I was going to cry because I was her president-elect at uh, the state uh-huh. level, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe she was there. And I said, oh, my God, you're yeah, here. You don't she see said, her around as much. No, yeah. she said, I no, had to I'm come see my girl. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was so tickled yeah. to see her. That's great. Well. Again, thank you, Kathy, for all you do. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You've done great. Kathy was a little worried about doing this today, and she's just a natural as she is at almost everything else she does. So we appreciate you. Just want you to know that. So, well, Sharon, I think that's a wrap. I believe so. Yeah, we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review and make sure and hit that subscribe button for us. It's a wrap. Hi, everybody. This is Jeremy. Remember back in episode 45 when my co-hosts Sharon Pierce and Kimberly Gordon talked about the candidate school for nurses that they're piloting at Yale for May of 2020. The application process opened on January 1st. If you're a nurse or a nurse anesthetist 
and interested in running for elected office, or even if you're interested in managing another nurse's campaign, you will not want to miss this opportunity. As the first candidate school for nurses in the country, you will want to be in the inaugural class. Just go to the Yale Nursing website and search Candidate School for Nurses and apply today. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit osaemr.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.